Praise the Lord from Pastor Strader at Lighthouse Church. Thanks for connecting with us through our podcast. Our prayer is that it's a blessing to you as we try to reach, equip, and mobilize Jesus' name disciples in Apache Junction, Arizona, and the surrounding region. Enjoy today's podcast and come back often. Praise God. Praise God. Um, looking forward, I uh, want to talk a little bit about some I, some vision things. I know this is different for our guests. Just her, her, hang in with us. This, we don't do this every Sunday, and we're thankful that you are here. But uh, going to the next slide, uh, sister, one thing that we have, are launching this year is officially a community outreach ministry. Amen. And uh, what this is is... This will allow us to, uh, we'll kind of approach outreach, uh, community outreach in a couple different facets. Of course, we will do evangelistic outreach via traditional methods like what they did yesterday, but we'll also be doing community service events to connect Lighthouse uh, to various disciples in our community, in our city, in the surrounding region, uh, whether that be in volunteering at various things or supporting various things. Ultimately, if you want to know my vision, when somebody mentions the name of our church in our city, I want them to know who our church is and where we're at. And uh, it would be great to have even some people sit on various boards and school boards and city boards, and we want to get to know the mayor, and we want to get to know all, we've got to get connected with our community. Uh, We want to uh, support and and, uh, reach our surrounding homeless community. That's a part of our community outreach. And then we are also uh, creating an apostolic ministry presence in our surrounding jails, prison, prisons, and nursing homes. And so this all falls under community outreach, and uh, we're thankful for uh, uh, Brother Trenton and Sister Becca Crumweed, who is helping lead that up. But we're also will be employing others to help with various facets of areas that you feel burdened about because simply they can't do it all, but they will allow us to, for, for people to volunteer to help in these various ways. And we're thankful for that. Um, the second big thing that I, I really am passionate about is starting a new disciples program where when someone receives the gift of the Holy Ghost, they have something outside of our Wednesday, Sunday morning, and Sunday night and services so they can get deep-rooted into the Word of God. We're going to call this Firm Foundations because we want to build firm foundations upon the Word of God. Amen. So uh, we will be kicking this off on February 5th, where this, where this is, again, this is for people who have received the gift of the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, and it will allow them to attend this. My desire, though, is that for this first one, that all of our church attends, because I think it's important that we all get on the same page on various things, not that we're not, but that you understand what's being taught to the new, new converts that come in. Amen. Also alongside of this, we will be doing another uh, Bible study, probably via Exploring God's Word, for anybody who has not received the Holy Ghost, but they would like a weekly Bible study. It is a 12-week program as well, and they can sign up for that. Amen. And that is the goal of that Bible study is to get them to know the Word of God and about salvation and, and the need for salvation. Amen. The third thing we would like to do is we would like to purchase a used but newer van so that we can take our Bible quizzers to quizzes, our ladies to prayer walks, our outreach on outreach, our youth to youth events. And we want something with good air conditioning so that Brother Javier, when he's driving, doesn't have to sweat it out. Amen. And so we're just believing God for that. 
Amen. We're expecting the cost to be around $30,000, and so we're just believing God to provide those finances to purchase a van. We are also desiring to purchase a storage Connex box. As you know, if you've been here any time at all, our storage is limited. And so we would like to create a place where we can store various things and save money without having to repurchase things and throw any things away. And uh, also to keep our annex cleared out because we've got to capitalize every inch of that building because we have, oh, when we have everybody here, it's over 30 children back there. And it's, so we simply need the room. And so let's get, get cleaned out and let's create this. This is about $8,000. The great thing about these things is that all the things I'm talking to you about today, we're, we we're going to take with us when God moves us to another building. Amen. Uh, the fifth thing is um, uh, we would like to purchase a new soundboard and digital equipment to improve the sound here at the church. Um, and so that's around 8000 And then we would like to purchase some new plastic chairs for our annex. Again, things we can take with us, about 2500 uh, the sixth piece is that we have partnered with three missionaries in 2022. Uh, and, of course, we have a couple in our church who they do it personally. They, they give to missionaries on their own. But I would like as a Lighthouse Church family that we continue to sponsor at least three more missionaries. By the end of 2023, we will sponsor six missionaries, giving to them every month and providing funds to them. Amen. And typically this ranges from about $50 to $100 per month per missionary, depending on where we're at with our finances. Amen. Um, looking further, and I'm trying to hurry along, Brother Castillo, bear with me. Amen. Church, bear with me. I hope this is all right. The reason I'm sharing this is because I want you to kind of, I want you on board, because I simply cannot do it myself. If it's just left to myself and my wife and just a few here in the church, uh, we, we simply can't climb this mountain together. But if we can all get behind this cart and behind this train and begin to push it, I feel the Holy Ghost. That God's going to get and he's going to support us. Amen. Um, the three to five year goal. In Jesus' name, God will place Lighthouse Church in a new building and or property in the next two years. Now you've got to understand, these are vision, these are goals, and I'm speaking things in faith. And I don't know how they're going to happen. I don't know how they're going to happen. I'm not here to explain the how. I'm just going to explain the what. This is what we're doing. And the only, only explanation of how I can tell you is we're going to pray. And we're going to believe. And we're going to speak in faith. And I'm speaking in faith. Within two years, God's going to place Lighthouse Church in a new building and a new property in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And we are already, we've already reached out with a commercial realtor to set alerts for new property and buildings that are alongside me and Brother Caldwell have even talked. We're going to be meeting here soon, and uh, we didn't get to get that done on my, my week off, but we're going to meet and we're going to go around and just begin praying around the city. And I encourage you, if you see something, you're like, hey, that, that could be a potential, text it to me. Don't hesitate, because we're, we're open to any option. I saw an empty, right there at Denny's in, in Apache Junction, I saw an empty, uh, like I think it was a grocery store that was empty. You know, you say, well, we could never afford that. Listen, we're not, we're not going to be able to afford what God wants to give us, but God can afford it. God can afford it. Hey, we don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen in Jesus' name. 
Amen. And so we are, we're just believing God and knocking on doors and doing our part, and God will do His. Amen. In Jesus' name, Lighthouse Church in three to five years will average 200 in attendance with at least 75% of those 200 being regular donors. Furthermore, in Jesus' name, Apache Junction, and this is a bold proclamation, will see at least a thousand soul revival that is baptized in Jesus' name and will be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Just to put this in perspective, our city, the city estimates over the next 10 years that the population in Apache Junction will go from about 38,000 people to nearly 70,000 people. I was, I got a, I was, a friend of mine in Casa Grande called me yesterday and said, hey, TNT would like to have a fireworks stand in Apache Junction because of the rapid growth that they hear. Businesses, and I talked with him, I called him, I said, hey, what is it going to take for us to have a TNT tent to fundraise uh, for the July? He said, hey, I've got your name down, I'll call you Monday and we'll get everything secured up. He said, because we want something, he said, in fact, we want two tents in Apache Junction because the growth that is happening there. I'm telling you, something is happening in Apache Junction, and we're right here in the center of it. 38,000 people to nearly 70,000 people. Praise God. Within three to five years, in Jesus' name, Lighthouse Church will have at least three preaching points or daughter works in our neighboring cities. What does this mean? This means that we are expanding beyond just the city of Apache Junction. But we're looking, we're setting our eyes. Some would say, why are we thinking about other cities so soon? We've got so much to do here. You're right, we do have so much to do here. But I believe with all of my heart that God is coming very soon. And we can't keep our eyes. It has been prophesied that this would be a regional church. And so we've got to get our eyes on cities like Gold Canyon, on Florence. We've got to get our eyes on Santan Valley. We've got to get our eyes on Fountain Hills and, and Scottsdale and on. And in Jesus' name, there will be some preaching points, Bible studies that are started in these cities that will lead to greater works. And, and, and this, this church will be the mother of those, those churches. Amen. I realize that this is bold. And you may say, man, this is crazy. And I say it's crazy too. But you know what? God operates with, with impossibilities. In Jesus' name, and we are not far from this. In Jesus' name, in fact, most of our, if not all of our department heads at our leadership committed to this already. And I didn't even tell them before they even got to the leadership retreat. But in Jesus' name, Lighthouse Church will give at least $10,000 to all mission, mission uh, uh, Ministry offering initiatives. So that includes Save Our Children, Mother's Memorial, Move the Mission, Christmas for Christ, Missions, and I Am Global. And we really need to add a couple of those that we need to begin giving to, which is our men's ministry and even our senior moments ministry so that we can fuel the growth that God desires to do. And I don't have to remind this church, but when we give openly, God will give openly to us. Amen. If you believe what, I, what, 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 I'm, what I'm presenting to you today, would you stand and lift your hands and let's just say, yes, Lord, do it right now, God. Do it right now in the Spirit. In fact, let's just transition that to say, Lord, it is done in the Holy Ghost. It is done in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Give me just about five more minutes of your time and I'll, I'll, we'll move on. But I think this is so important today. So important. Isaiah 43 and 19. This is our scripture for 2023 for our theme. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. My wife and I were sitting at General Conference and a scripture scripture was uttered across the, the, uh, the pulpit and we were already, our eyes were, our hearts were already focused on this, this topic and this theme and we both looked at each other and we said, that's it. That is the theme. I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Hallelujah, hallelujah. John 4 and 23, but the hour cometh, and everybody say now, is when the true worshiper shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship Him. I've come to tell this church, I don't know how. I can't tell you all the reasons of how. I know these are some big, bold goals and some lofty goals. And some may say, well, you're just, you're young and crazy and you're not being realistic. I'm telling you, you're right. I probably am all those things. But I'm also full of faith, knowing that we serve a God. We need to expand our vision. We need to expand our vision. We need to take another step up on the ladder and see the forest for what God desires to do. Some would ask, how are we going to do some of these things? How are we going to possess some of these things? How are we going to do it? Well, I, I, I answer that question with some questions. How did they cross over the Red Sea on dry ground? I, I ask you, the, you ask me how, and you, you may ask yourself, how are we going to do this? This is, this is impossible. And I tell that spirit of doubt, how did they feed 5,000 with two fish and five loaves of bread? How, how, how were there so many people that were healed miraculously? I'm going to tell you the same reason and the way how that happened back then is the same God that's going to make the how possible for this church. I don't know how, but I believe in a God that specializes in impossibilities. And let me just tell you, if our vision is reachable, it's not really a vision at all. We need to expand that vision. We want, God desires us in this end time hour to reach for something that we ourselves cannot take credit for. Hallelujah, hallelujah. When we began to exercise some of our initiatives of outreach that have probably maybe uh, that we, we we're uncomfortable with, uh, I'm come to tell you that God is going to send the increase. I don't know how, but it's going to happen. And let me just let me just clarify something. We're not just after children and young people and hyphen, but we're after adults. We're after elders. We're after families. We want everybody with a heartbeat to be in this church. Every every language, every nation, every background, uh, no matter the color of their skin, no matter what language they speak, this will be an all nations church uh, because this is an all nations church uh, under the kingdom of God. Uh, we will be. Uh, we will be a revival church that reaches every. Everybody, and that welcomes every heart and every soul. You see, here's the reality: is that sometimes later, 
sometimes later becomes never. It's tempting. My flesh is tempted just to put it on cruise control. But sometimes when we say, well, we should do that later, becomes never. And we've got to rebuke that spirit. We've got to do it in good wisdom. We've got to have wisdom. We need our elders. We need people that can think realistically and say, hey, here's how, here are some of the steps. As God begins to illuminate the steps, we're going to take and we're going to be wise. I've personally put some elders in my life that I respect personally and very intentionally so that I run things by them. And not just one person, not just Brother Caldwell, but others that I run things by. And I say, hey, gut check this, spirit check this. Am I right? Am I off? Amen. And then I've even talked with some of the people here in this church and say, hey, what do you feel about that? Because we want to do it right and we want to do it in good wisdom. But I don't want to tie the hands of God and have small thinking. And it's tempting. But now is the time. If Paul were to write a letter to the North American church today, I know I said five minutes and it's been five, it would say in his letter that you are living in the greatest time of history just before the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe Paul would tell us, you have more resources than you've ever had. You have more availability than you've ever had. The doors have been opened to new fields of harvest and you and God has begun to unlock new territories. Now go. Now reach your world. Now reach our city. Get outside these walls and reach the lost of our world. I believe that is what Paul would begin to write to this church. Now is the time to walk with authority. Now is the time to walk with boldness and tenacity. He would tell this church there's no time to wait. He would tell this church there's no time to bicker and complain with each other. But now is the time to walk forward in unity. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. He would tell us, don't wait till next year or next month to win the lost. But you need what you're going to do for the kingdom of the Lord, we better do it right now. He would tell us to lay hands on the sick now. And he would tell us, I have sent revival. Revival's not coming. It is here. But it is up to you and I whether we're going to climb that mountain. Or are we going to climb the mountain? Hey, it's going to take sacrifice. It's going to take sacrifice. But trust me, church, it will be worth every sacrifice. It will be worth it all. As I said in the past, God has unlocked doors in which we have never walked through before that we now have walked through. Our last year's theme was open, and I believe that we walked through several doors in the spiritual realm. I believe that. I, I, I thank God for everything that has happened this past year. I thank God for it. I think we've done some great things. But let me tell you, I'm not worried about the, I, I'm not, I don't want to be stuck in that past year. I'm thankful for all of the things that over the decades and the history that we stand on the shoulders of great men and women. We do. We stand on shoulders of great men. We stand on shoulders of great pastors, brother, brother and sister Akers, who have built something here. They've given something here. And now it is our responsibility to honor them by having revival as never before. It is their burden and their vision to see revival in Apache Junction. And I refuse to sit back and just lay back. But now is the time. Now is the time. Now is the time.
It represents a new season for the church. It represents a new territory. And sister, they're sick today. Let's pray for the church jesters. They're sick. They'd be here. But as she so eloquently said in one of our prayer meetings, new levels, new devils. New territory, new giants. But let me tell you, this church, we've got to become familiar with new territory. We need to become familiar with spiritual warfare. Don't, don't worry. Hey, when the enemy begins to attack and tries to create wedges and, and issues and, and your, your family's being attacked, your finances are being attacked, don't, don't be weary in well-doing, but be, be, know that we're right in the will of God. Know that we're perfectly aligned where God wants us to be. I want you to stand if you would. And that is with all of that, I, I present to you our theme this year, which is now. Now. Now is the time to climb the mountain of revival. Now is the time, if you go to the next slide, now is the time to see miracles, signs, and wonders. Now is the time to help our lost uh, uh, of people in our city. Now is the time to love like we've never loved. Now is the time to multiply. Now is the time to reach the lost. Now is the time to see what we had desired to see. And I ask that we would lift our hands right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I've said a lot today in the spirit, but I'm, I'm asking that every church member, every person of this church would align right now and partner with me. Let's partner with God. I'm not saying it's perfect, but I'm just telling you what's on my heart. God desires to do something now in this year. Brother, we could just stay up here. We're going to sing that song again. I feel this in the Holy Ghost. I want to take you to Ezekiel 37 if you can stand with me. We're going to follow, follow the movement of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, there's things about to break in this. There's things already broken. But what God's about to do, he's about to establish you. But he's going to use you to do it. And I'll explain. I believe you're behind your pastor 100%. I believe you're ready for the next level. I, I believe that you're not scared of any devil. Because I believe, I feel your hunger. And I know you're going to be used by God greatly. But this is what I feel, Ezekiel 37. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit. What God starts in the spirit, you have to allow him to finish in the spirit. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. But we wrestle against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual weakness high places. Your battle is not against your brother. Your battles are not against your sister. Look to your neighbor and say, you're not my adversary. We're on the same team. You got to remember, as God elevates you in the spirit, hell will try to get you to fight in the natural. And the natural is not where we war, but we war in prayer and in fasting. We fight together. We pray together. We go to the next level together. We reach our city together. We stand behind our pastor and his first lady together. He carried me out in the spirit of the Lord. And he set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And caused me to pass. I'm telling you, it's about to happen. 
There's about to be releasing of the Holy Ghost in this building where dead bones in this city through your mouth are about to be resurrected. Callings that you felt as a young age, elder, that you thought you you wasted your years. God says, nope, it's not too late, but now is a time I'm going to use you. You thought you lost your years, but you hear the word of the Lord. God's not done with you. He's the author and the finisher of your faith. He sent me in a valley of dead bones. And caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley. And lo, there were very, they were very dry. In other words, they were very dead. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of God. We heard it from your pastor. We heard the word of God from your pastor. Now you're about to speak it and you're about to release it. God was, uh, Ezekiel was waiting for God to resurrect the bones. Ezekiel was waiting for God to move. Ezekiel was saying, yes, I see a valley of dead bones, dry promises, dry prophecy, dead prophecies. What were you going to do, God? God's like, no, what are you going to do? You gotta leave the flesh and you gotta get in the spirit. And when you get in the spirit, that's where God can use your voice to begin to speak things that are not as if they were. I know that we haven't seen a thousand souls revival. What are you talking about, Pastor? But when I get in the spirit, I can see it. It's time to leave the battlefield of the flesh. And what God's about to launch you, He's about to launch you in the spirit. And you're gonna see the thousand soul revival, but it's not gonna stop there. You can see the bigger building with more souls. Why? Because it's not about numbers. It's about getting families to heaven. What are you going to do, Ezekiel? Prophesy to these bones and they shall live. The adversary has spoken to you in 2022 that you've been dead, you've been lost, that God can never use you. You will never be a, soul, a Sunday school teacher. You will never be a, you'll never be used in the house of God because of your past sins, your past failures, your past mistakes. You will never be a preacher. You will never be an intercessor. You will never be a prayer. I know I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. Hell has lied to you, but I feel a David anointing arising up in this building. I feel a David anointing about to look in the eyes of that giant and say, I come in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that by this year I will be used. Uh, God will resurrect dead callings. Uh, God will move you into a deeper level. God speaks things that are not as if they were. In the garden, God gave Adam the authority to speak. God didn't, God did, God could have named the animals, but he gave Adam the authority to speak. You speak and that's what it's going to be. But the fact of the matter is we allow the voice of hell to influence what we speak because what you speak is what you're going to see. Hell doesn't want you to see the thousand soul revival, but you got to speak it before you see it. I'm not 
talking about grabbing, blabbing, whatever that charismatic spirit is. Uh, what I'm talking about is what your man of God did today. He stood up. Uh, he doesn't know how it's going to happen, but he's been in the spirit. Uh, and he's looking in a valley of dead bones uh, and says, hear the word of the Lord. Uh, you will live. Uh, you will be used by God. You will see prodigals coming home. Somebody clap your hands and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Somebody shout hallelujah. Two songs. Two songs that we sing today. Well, the two of the songs that we sing. The last one and the one that I speak victory in the name of Jesus. Those were prophetic songs that I speak victory over every stronghold. I speak victory over my family. I speak victory in this city. It's talked about speaking. You allowed hell to put a muzzle on your mouth where you feel inadequate to speak in the Holy Ghost. To speak what God has promised you, what God has told you what he was going to do in your life. Hear me. David's, Goliath's voice became too loud for you in 2022. What the man of God just spoke today, I'm telling you, there's about to be a releasing of God's voice where you're going to hear what God has spoken to you. You're going to remember dead promises, dead prophecies that were spoken years ago when God told you how he was going to use you and you even forgot about it. But today, God's about to use you to speak it into existence. It may not be here. I don't know how it's going to do it. I don't know how God's going to use me, but I'm going to about to speak it in faith that God will and God's going to do it. The Bible says that Goliath began to shout against Israel. He began to raise up his voice. The same way that the devil fights you is the same way you're going to defeat him. Is with your voice. Goliath understood if I can intimidate the children of Israel by what my by what by why what I say or how I say or what I tell them, I know I can get them in a place uh, where they're backed up in a corner in fear and intimidation. The same way that Goliath was putting fear through his voice was the same way that David says, "You know what? I'm going to defeat you." I'm going to prophesy your death. I, I'm going to take your head. I'm going to feed your body to the carcass of the air. He, he prophesied Goliath's death. The same way that the enemy's been speaking to you is the same way that you're going to speak against the adversary. The only way to overcome the lies of the adversary is says, I am what God says I am. I'm going to believe the promises of God because the promises of God are yes and amen. They're final. What he says in this book is final. That you are still the apple of his eye. That he knows every number on your head. And if he knows that, he knows how he's going to use you. But I'm here to tell you right now, all you got to do is speak it into existence. Come on. What about this this last song? But this is what I want you to do. I want you to think about every promise I want you to think about when you were a kid and how you imagined God using you. 
I'm not telling you to imagine your failures, your inadequacies, your shortcomings. Forget about that right now. God, in your weakness, the Bible says he's made strong. He's not scared of your weaknesses. If we've known anything in these, in these last two weeks of revival, we know that God isn't scared of our frailty. God isn't scared of your sin. He's not scared of your mess. He says, in the middle of your mess, I can show how mighty I am, how powerful I am. I want you to think about when you were a kid of all the promises that God told you that he was going to use you. I want you to think about the promises of, of him telling you he was going to deliver your kids and your, and, and your spouse and whoever's backslidden. If there was a promise that God told you that he was going to bring back a prodigal, I want you to think about that. And the third thing is I want you to think about how he's going to use you. I want you to think about how he's going to use you. You got that? You got those three things? If it's appropriate, grab your neighbor by the hand and I want you to come to this front. Say, can you take a journey with me? We're going in the spirit. We're about to see things done that has never been done before. They didn't talked about, prayed about, but we're about to see it in 2023. Tell your neighbor that we're about to see it in 2023. Come as close as you can to the altar so we can make room for everybody. Your pastor has shared the vision that it is now. The opportunity is now. The time is now. And I know you're behind him. But what the Lord wants you to do, he wants you to learn how to speak it in advance. What the man of God was doing today, he, he, he's been in the spirit and he's seen the revival way before it ever happened. It doesn't... It's not cheap bringing in preachers and, and the cost of revival is not cheap. But your man of God been in the spirit and he's seen a greater revival than what you can see. But now you're about to see the revival that the man of God sees. Because God's about to open up your eyes in the spirit and you're going to see that God's going to use you to birth revival. God's going to use you to teach Bible studies. God's going to use you to reach your lost loved ones. God is going to use you to be a prayer warrior. God's going to be use you to be a soul winner. God, don't look at your neighbor and say to your neighbor, God's waiting on you. No, God's waiting on you, ma'am. God, waiting on you, sir. Stop listening to the lies of hell. And you ought to start prophesying the promises of God back into your life that I'm going to be used by God. I'm going to be a soul winner. I'm going to be a Bible study teacher. I'm going to be a Sunday school teacher. I prophesy the word of the Lord that my family will be saved and walking with God for he made me the head and not the tail. I see prison ministries being birthed. I see Bible studies in, in homeless shelters. I see Bible studies in, in home cares and house cares. I see Bible studies in hospitals. I see souls coming in that are broken. But you got to open up your mouth. Open up your mouth and prophesy your destiny. I will not be destroyed. My body will be healed. I will be Come on, open up your mouth and begin to let that out. Every giant, every stronghold is going to be broken. Every lie of hell is going to be shattered in 2023. I will go to another level. I will go deeper in my walk with Jesus. I will see more miracles. I will see more signs. I will see more wonders.
prophesy, ma'am, open up your mouth that my family will be saved. I will be used by God. I will be victorious. I will be victorious. I will conquer cancer, Tom. I will get behind my shepherd. And we will see revival. And we will see an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Come on, we're going to stand held on notice tonight that there's going to be a revival in Apache Junction. There's going to be an outpouring of the Holy Ghost that we have never seen before. A thousand soul revival is the minimum. Greater, greater I shall do, saith the Lord. I will use your hands. I will use your feet, saith the Lord. I will use your mouth. I feel a moving of the Holy Ghost. See my sin.